All right, so we've been talking about harmonizing with destiny and how, you know, here God, uh, before the foundations of the world, he, <clears throat> he, he knew us. You know, Jer- Jeremiah 1 says what? He, he knew you before you was in your mother's womb. So he had a, he had a, a purpose and a plan for your life. And, 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 and we also know uh, in Psalm 139 that God fearfully and wonderfully made us. So why would somebody take special, fearfully means I'm going to take special care to create you a particular way. And why would they fill you with wonders if they have nothing for you to do? Now, the only reason you would think you have nothing to do and you think that, that, that you're not special in the sight of God is that, that you somehow or another got pulled out of his presence or, or got pulled away from of all that God has been trying to communicate. You know, like you could, you know, you ever been in a relationship and then you spent time away and, you know, or somebody spent time away with you, they come around, you go, well, I didn't think you liked me no more. But they ain't had no conversation with you, right? right? But the distance made them second guess the relationship, right? Right? I said the distance made them second guess the relationship. So a lot of times our distance with God makes us second guess the relationship. And see, because when we spend distance away from God, we're in our own head, even though the Bible tells us to lean not to our own understanding. And in our own head, we assess all that we've done, and we don't approve of it. Right? You know, we all done done some dumb stuff. Is anybody in here ain't did nothing dumb? Look, look, you see, y'all put your hand up too soon, see? Wait till the pastor finishes his point. <laughs> look, look, and it was mother and son. You can see, flowing together, same timing. Put the hand up at the same time. It's in the blood, right? <laughs> All right, so, so, but the thing is, we've done some dumb stuff, and we've, we've, we've carried uh, uh, some dirt in our lives. But, but you know, I heard, uh, 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 it was my wife. She just said it. She said, God can resurrect you from there, right? God can resurrect you. Now, he, he don't want to have to resurrect everybody, but... In this particular case, God could resurrect you from there. And so, so the thing is, but, but he needs you. Oh, so Ed talked about this in the survival kit class. Uh, you know, survival kit, you know, we're, we're, we're going over the, uh, you know, just the, the, the relationship with Christ. You know, we use the hand, one body, uh, uh, two natures, three aspects of salvation, four sources of authority, meaning there's three jacked up sources, intellect, your experience and tradition, but the one true source is the Word of God. And then the five and five principle, five people you should be, uh, that, that's trying to grow in God you should be ministering to, but five people that, that maybe be fighting against God you should be praying for, right? You know, you know, get your mind off yourself, right? And then the indwelling Christ controlling all. So Ed is hitting the three aspects of salvation, salvation past, salvation present, and salvation future. When Christ died for your sins, that took care of your past, right? right? But, but also that salvation is taking care of your present, and it, it, it guarantees you a, fruit, a future in the presence of God, right? Right? Did, that did pretty good so far? All right. But, 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 but Ed was talking about how, okay, so yes, we have this life that we have to live, but, but, but we got to do something. We got to accept it, right? We got to understand but, but sometimes I think what we, we think what we've done is greater than God's ability to deliver us. Like, so, so, so God's already forgiven us, but we don't forgive ourselves. And then we go, surely God wouldn't give me that because I don't deserve it. But God has not given it to you because of your merit. He's given it to you because of Christ's blood. You see that? 
So when God, if, if, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord, your Savior, if you embrace the blood, God don't see you. He see the blood. <laughs> right? He don't see you. That's why you can't distance yourself from God. That's why you can't get in your head and start to talk your way out of all that God has for you. You know, like, like some of us spend too much time in our head and not enough time in God's heart. Right? And, and, and it's, it's, we'll talk ourselves out of everything that God has given us. Right? And everything that God has for us. Right? All right, so, so I guess we can get into what we're supposed to talk about today. <laughs> All right, so, so we talked about how we have this destiny, and sometimes, and, and I gave this example. Um, I keep bringing his name up, but I have to for the example. So uh, uh, when I was a young, I, I, I uh, well, I'll say it this way because this was true. When I was young, real young, I idolized O.J. Simpson, you know, the juice, you know. And there goes that juice, you know, is how Cosell used to say it, right? But I read, I read his, his book, and in the book I was sharing how his coach would throw sandbags at his legs to help him to get through tackles. So he had to keep running even though there was obstacles being thrown at him. And so, so I use that example as, as there's things thrown at us. The scripture talks about we're pressed on every side, right? Right? Right, it talks, it talks about this thing thrown at us. It's just counting all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, different tests and trials, knowing this, what? The trying of your faith worketh. Come on, uh, 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 survival kid people. <laughs> worketh patience, let patience have its what? Perfect work that you be what? Perfect and entire, one and nothing. All right, come on now, y'all. You know, y'all just memorized it for the class. <laughs> Right? So, so but, but it's saying that you're going to have obstacles, right? Hey, hey, guess what? You're going to feel funky. You're going to feel isolated. Hey, guess what? Sometimes you're going to feel like you're in the wilderness and nothing's happening. Right? Right? That's not supposed to stop your momentum. You know, it's not supposed to stop your momentum. You know, like, do you know there was times in your life, you probably don't remember this because you probably, but do you know there was times in your life where you ain't get gifts? I'm talking about the spoiled people. We got a few spoiled people in the house, right? You know there was times you ain't get gifts, right? <laughs> I said, there's a couple spoiled people in the house. Z said, yes, yeah. <laughs> she said, I'm spoiling myself now, right? But, but, but there's, there's gaps in there, right? But you know, sometimes when, when, when you're not getting gifts, your parents was behind the scenes preparing an awesome gift for you. So instead of giving you the little gifts, they were trying to set you up for the big gift. Right? But then while they was trying to set you up for the big gifts, you know how you be acting funky and not doing what you're supposed to do? So then you were kind of like putting them in position like, do we give it to, do we give it to her now? You know, because now we give it to her now, we're going to be endorsing this behavior. So let's hold off. Glad we didn't tell her about it yet. But the whole time they got the gift. You know, but then they telling you, hey, 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 you got to do better in school now. Now, now, okay, now you got to clean up the room, right? And you think they're just telling you like normal, but they're like trying to, they, they, look, they're trying to bait you and saying, hey, I got this big gift. Don't you want it? Like, but, 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 hey, so it's almost like a hint and help without telling you what it's for. Right? Y'all still th- think I'm talking about when you're at the house with your parents? This is what God has been doing. God is saying, hey, I got more than that. Much more than that. But I just need you to make some adjustments here. 
He says, when you make those adjustments, but, but, he, but he's not telling you what the adjustment is for, but the whole time he's like, oh, please, please, please. Yeah, just shift that, adjust that. Oh, oh, no, tweak that a little bit, right? Because the whole time he has some stuff for you. He said, he's saying, keep on going. Oh, no, no, stop, don't stop, don't stop. Keep on going. Don't let him distract you. Don't give up. Oh, no, get out your head. Please get out your head. I can see God like up there every day, like most of his conversation is get out your head. Right? Because some of us are on ahead. Yeah. Like, can I get an amen with a hand? Amen. There's more people in their head than the people that raise their hand. Right? So we need to get out your head. So we said sometimes we're, we're starting everything and we're finishing nothing. Finishing nothing. Yeah, because we're just all in our head. We're all over the place. You know, like we, like we only keep moving when it's shiny or when it feels good. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you got to get through something. I was talking to my son uh, yesterday, so, so my son, is, he's in sales. He's in car sales. So I was telling you he's doing good. Well, he's like the number one salesperson in the, in the company, right? So he's calling us and letting us know. And we was just talking through uh, just process. And so he's telling my wife, he says, man, he says, man, we all have come a long way. He says, I've come a long way. Then he said this. He said, y'all come a long way. He said, I've seen it all. <laughs> this is what he said. He said, I've seen behind the scenes. I've seen what y'all went through in marriage. He says, you know, and I've seen what y'all have gone through with me. He says, but man, he says, I'm in a whole nother place now. You know why? He had to keep on going. And it was funky. I remember when he was, uh, he, I think he was doing Uber, Lyft. It was something else he was doing. And he barely had enough money to pay the mortgage. I remember that. So, so, so he was squeaking out, maybe if he can get a sandwich. I remember that. So some of you watching this, I remember that. But, 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 but I see him, I mean, he can get plenty of sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what I'm saying is it's not about sandwiches. It's about consistency, R- regardless of how it looked. And it looked crazy. You know, I'm going to have him come. We're we going to bring him in, you know, maybe for a fast week and have him share. Like, just, just the process, just, just constantly pressing through. And so, so and, and he was a person just starting everything, finishing nothing. Ah, it looks uncomfortable, I'm going to do this. Ah, that looks uncomfortable, I'm going to do that. Ah, they're, they're, they're not as wonderful, me, wonderful to me as the last place I was at. Oh, no, 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 your job is to stay locked in until they are wonderful with you. You know, but we run in because they ain't wonderful, they talk about you, right? You know, they talk about you because you showed in there shining so bright you know what I'm saying? They talk about you because they're afraid of you. But once they get to know you, they're going to love you, right? But you got to hang in there, right? You just can't run because it's uncomfortable. You're walking around acting like, like you're in a depressive state because people talking about you don't like you, ain't listening to you, trying to talk to you like you don't know what you're doing. But you, you're at elevation talking that trash. You've been elevated and you're sitting there talking that are you kidding me? Take yourself back to all the other jobs that you went through that mess with. Right? He's just setting you up, right? Amen. Don't run. Don't run, I said. God told me to tell you. But she said, speak to us. Right? God, God told me to tell you, don't run. Right? Amen. Don't run. And so, so God is saying, uh, young lady, God is saying that, that what you've been pondering that he's been trying to tell you to tweak, even though it's hard because you're out of a momentum. He says, if you trust him to make that move, you have to take your hands off of it a little bit 
watch what, how he breathes on your entire family's life at a whole nother level, right? So I just want to be obedient because I didn't want to forget, you know. Y'all said, speak to us, right? Speak, Lord, right? Speak to us. Don't run. Whatever you do, don't run. Yeah, on the other side of you not running, there's, there, there's, a, there's a level beyond your dreams. Somebody's watching you. They're watching how you handle it. They don't even care about the position you're in. They, they just watching how you deal with the position to see if you're ready for what the position they have for you. Watch it. Watch what I tell you. All right, so Galatians, Galatians 3. <laughs> it's kind of flowing in the atmosphere, y'all. Trying to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Speak to us. I love that song. All right, so Galatians 3, uh, verse 3. We'll start at verse 3. Galatians 3, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified, classic Amplified verse, right? It says, are you so foolish and so senseless and so silly? This is a rhetorical question. Having begun your new life spiritually with the Holy Spirit, are you now reaching perfection by dependence on the flesh? It says, have you suffered so many things and experienced so much, so much all for nothing to no purpose? If it really is to no purpose, is it, if it really is to no purpose and in vain. So what he's saying is, okay, so you've done some spiritual things to get you in a particular place. So now when things look funky, or, 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 or we'll call deserty, <laughs> right? Or uncomfortable, now we're trying to depend on the flesh? We're going to lean to our own understanding now? He says, but, but how did you get to, the, to this point where you had this pressure? So you have to continue in the spirit. To see, some of us find ourselves at a holding pattern, but we've, we naively forgot we got to a position and a place in the spirit and we lost sight of that consistency in the spirit. And so we stopped moving at that point, right? We stopped moving at that point because now we're leaning on the flesh. And so that's why the scripture says, count it all joy, James chapter one, two through four. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, different tests and trials. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith will work its patience. Let patience have its perfect work so you'll be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Another version says lacking nothing. So, what it's, so it's saying that you're not getting to without going through. You're not getting to without going through. You ain't getting to going around. You ain't getting to running away. You're not getting to without going through. Now, you in your mind, you can tell yourself there's another way. I remember when I first heard about uh, uh, calling and ministry and just some of the, the things you go through. And because I went through a lot in my life, I, I know I've shared this before, I was like, when I first heard, uh, yeah, you gotta go through this test, this, that, and the other, and this one man of God, uh, he was at church for like 17 years, then after your 17 years, they released him, uh, they paid him for two years, and then they brought him back, uh, they gave him $80,000 and just released him on his own. His church grew to four or 5,000. Uh, members. But I remember I was sitting in that meeting, I was going, man, 17, 17 years. Wow, that's deep. Glad I ain't got to go through that. 
And then I said to myself, because of all I went through in my life, oh, I'd probably be, you know, whatever I'm going to go through, it's probably be like four or five years, you know. <laughs> Definitely won't be no 17 because I've been through a lot. Now, I never thought that a lot of what I went through I caused. So I'm trying to grandfather in stuff that I created. As, look, I went through this. This is, this, yeah. hey, hey, I got through this. No, you caused that. You, are, you have allotted tests to fulfill your destiny, right, and get to your purpose. Not the ones you create, the ones that were designed. The ones you created just making it worse, right? Uh, oh, so I ain't getting no amen. Pastor Mal said receive even if you get your, st- your toes stepped on. I heard her. Listen to the woman of God, right? She gave you advanced information, right? And so, 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 so the interesting thing is I was at that church for 18 years. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm just being transparent. I'll tell you right now, in a thousand years, I've never told you I would have been consistent, faithful, unwavering any place for 18 years. Because you, like, you don't, like, you don't go, oh, uh, how, how many years? 18? Oh, cool, no problem. <laughs> like, I'm not even thinking, see, if I, if, if I knew it was 18, I wouldn't have done it. Like in advance, like I showed up and said, okay, hey, uh, how long am I going to go through the process here? Uh, 18 years. Okay, I'm out. But it was 18 years. And, 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 and I appreciate it. You understand? I'm not saying you got to go through 18 years. What I, okay, I'll say this. A, part of the, a lot of the 18 years was me in denial that I shouldn't have to go through 18 years. A lot of the 18 years was me not embracing the reality of I got to yield. Right? I got to yield. I got to take my hands off. I told you a long time ago, uh, I used to visit my sister in Washington, D.C. I used to come from Jersey. My outlet was, well, she lives in Tacoma Park, uh, which is near Silver Springs. And so I would go visit her from, from Newark. And when I would go down there, that was like my getaway. But I would go to church. That's probably the only time I really was going to church because I wasn't trying to go to church in New Jersey. And so when I went in there, one thing about church, I wasn't really all that cool with the hooping and all that. Like, eh. you know, I definitely wasn't cool with the altar call because I wasn't living right. But I was cool with the music. I love choirs. So they sang a song, uh, it's by L.A. Mass called That's When You Bless Me. I've shared this before. And so when they shared the song, there's a, a, a lyric in the song that says, I gave it up. That's when you bless me. I let it go. That's when you blessed me. I did just what you said. And when I used to hear the lyric, I would, you know how you can shut yourself off at a certain point when you hear stuff? Y'all you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do it all the time. Like, sound, why y'all trying to act like, oh, you do that, Pastor? We do that. Like, come on now. <laughs> Give me some support here. All right, so, so what I would do is, and when I heard that, I was like, I, sometimes I would do shut off, James, but sometimes I would be like, Nah, not give, give it up. I just learned how to get it, you know? You know, like, you know, I just got control. What you, that's not what the song, I'm not even investigating what the song's trying to say. I'm just, I'm saying to myself, that's not what it's saying. It ain't saying, let it go. It's, it, it ain't saying, give it all up. It's, it's, so I converted it into what I wanted it to mean. You know what I'm saying? I kind of converted, right, into... Well, he's he not saying, like, really let it, let it, let it, let it go. <laughs> you know, he's not saying that. He's probably talking about that bad stuff. He ain't talking about the destiny and the dream. 
I got to hold on to that, right? But he was saying, let it go. He was saying that's when he'll bless you. Matter of fact, that's what, so that, so, so it took me 18 years because I wasn't letting nothing go. So I, want, I don't trust nobody. So I'm still in a holding pattern, right? Like I'm, I'm running on a wheel, right? A lot of activity going nowhere, <laughs> right? And then I will be, feel good about the activity because when I start the activity, I'm over here, right? And I just feel good about the activity. And I move here, it looks different to me. And then I move here, it looks different to me. I move here, it looks different to me. I move here, it looks different to me. I move here and go, hi, it looks kind of, nah, it's not the same thing. Can't be the same thing. <laughs> nah, this can't be. Nah, you know, feel like deja vu or something, you know? Man, like, you know, you know, this seems familiar. Like, you know, I don't know something about this. This seems familiar. I just, I don't know. There's probably nothing. <laughs> I'm just tripping, <laughs> right, right, then, then, then. wow, you know, oh, man, you know, I, 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 I experienced this before, but I see it different, right, you know, hey, you know what, I experienced this before, but you know, now I'm about to do, I'm about to go to another le- level, you know, I'm probably going through this because I didn't get it the first time, that's probably what's happening, but I got it now, and, you know, see, 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 see I, because I got it, I'm at this level now. And because I got this and this, I'm at this level. And because I got this, this, and this, I'm at this level. Man, I'm in the same place. I ain't elevated. I'm going around in circles. Right? Because I ain't let it go. <laughs> right? I ain't let it go. I, I'm just going around. <laughs> in the same place. Like I was spinning around that club for two hours, Club Zanzibar. I said, anyway, so, 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 so to, to harmonize or to, or to stay or to stick or to finish, remember we talked about destiny requires finishers last week, right? Um, it's sustained faith, focus, and humility. So for me to finish, I have to sustain my faith. I have to sustain my focus, and I have to sustain my humility. So it's not humility moments, right? It's not focus moments. It's not faith moments. We know that it just shall what? Live by faith, right? It's not faith moments. I got to sustain it. See, because we, we talked about this in the Bible study fellowship, how, so you, you learn all this stuff, you know, uh, uh, we had survival kit this morning. Some people went to master life and you got Bible study fellowships. You got all these different layers. Uh, the singles had their uh, si- uh, uh, sanctified singles fellowship from two to four uh, every first and third, first and third, first and third Saturday. So, so yesterday was one of the first, I guess the first Saturday. Yeah, okay, all right. All right, so you got all these different layers. You know you got to apply this stuff, right? Me and my sister was talking, and, and I was uh, sharing with them at the Bible study. I was talking to my sister and so I remember when I first got the word, you know, you know how you, you realize stuff that you didn't know? Man, that's a good scripture. Man, that's a good angle. I didn't even realize that. You know, it's not just your realization. It's your application. Right? So, Vita, you train athletes. So you train them in all the stuff they do. They go out there, 
and then they go, hey, coach, what's, what's this right here? You know, he kicked me in the head. You're like, yeah, we worked on that. Like, you know, you got to apply what we worked on, right? You got to apply the counter, right? You, you, you know, you got you to gotta swoop that dude to the floor, right? You know, you got to, but, but suppose they just, like, in, in practice, they got it all down. And then they get out there, and, and you coaching them, and, and, and you're like, fool, what are you doing? He's not applying it. We got to apply this stuff, right? And so, so, so to keep us going on the road, we're giving us stuff to help us get through, like I said, the sandbags, right? Help us to get through, right? So we got to apply this stuff. So sustain faith, focus, and humility. Now, and again, we teach about faith in our living faith class and in the foundational classes that we have for discipleship. And one of the things we teach about living faith, faith is an enduring belief. Faith is an enduring belief. So it's not, it's not the faith that you have in when you start on Destiny Road. It's the faith that you got to hold on to while the adversary is trying to snatch that faith from you. So faith is like that football. You running and people are trying to knock it out of your hands. But you got to hold on. They tell you to tuck. Like you got to hold on to that, that ball. You can't just drop it because somebody's grabbing at it. You know, you come back to the huddle, the coach said, why do you keep fumbling the ball? Well, they grabbed it. Oh. You know, I was running coach, I'm minding my own business, and somebody just knocked the ball out of my hand. What do you want me to do? Hold on to the ball. And that's what we're doing with, with, with God. We're talking to God, and we're going, God's going, remember on the boat, we talked about this uh, Friday. Where is your faith? When Jesus got up, he told him, let's go to the other side. He told him. Who told him? Jesus told him. Where did the word come from? Jesus. They get on the boat and there's a storm. Master, don't you care that we perish? Jesus got up, looked at them like, where's your faith? I told you we're going to the other side. I didn't say, but if there's a storm, wake me up. He said, I said, go to the other side. What do you care about? The storms can dance, sing, and do backflips. You with me. <laughs> right? You with me. So, 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 but they had the whole, he said, where's your faith? And you know what they was like? Well, I was running, and somebody knocked it out of my hand. The devil came and just knocked it out of my hand. I, you know, with the storms and the circumstances, and, you know, I, I made a big mistake, and, and I'm worried about how people are going to look at me because I made the mistake, and, you know, so I just figured I'd drop the faith because, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, I just don't, I don't feel, I, I'm more faithful when I feel confident based on my control, me having my hands on it, and I orchestrated it to work out good. Then I feel more confident in participating. But if I got to, like, depend on you or anybody, I just don't feel confident because, you know, it's too much humility. Like, I need help. You know, like, I, you know, now, I'm only comfortable when I'm shiny because of what I did. When I'm not, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm supposed to draw on faith? Oh, when I'm weak, that's when you're strong? Oh. <laughs> oh. So, 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 so I don't need to focus on my weakness, just focus on your strength. <laughs> right? Right? So, so that means I got to take my hands off of how I'm going to look and how people are going to see me and what others think, right? All right, so, so, so again, so we, we talked about an enduring belief and endurance. 
Scripture talks about Matthew 24, 13, enduring to the end. Right? There's an endurance to the end. It talks about those are the people that are blessed, those that endure to the end, right? Right? So endurance is a part of this, this walk with God. Now, now, when you think about it, if you're honest with yourself, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, how many of us sometimes are weak in endurance and finish it? The scripture says, don't faint in your mind. Some of us faint in our mind at the first sign of anything that's not going our way. Right? But we have to endure to the end. Basically, you know what we got to do? We got to see it through. We got to see it through. We can't overreact. We just got to see it through. And we got to put ourselves out there and be uncomfortable. Oh, guess what? Hey, destiny and purpose may be unscheduled for you. No, no, it's scheduled. It has a time because to everything there's a season, but there's a time for every purpose. So it has a schedule, but it may not be on your schedule. Right? Hey, 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 it might not be on your schedule. Guess what? That means you have to do something that's out of your schedule, out of your control. Are you willing to do that to fulfill purpose? Well, we got three people. See, Lord, you're listening to them. They're speaking it all out or not, right? And so, so the Scripture says this. Be, so as I'm going on this destiny road, it says, be confident in this very thing that he that has begun a good work will perform it to the day of Christ Jesus, right? Philippians 1.6. Y'all know that one, right? Yeah. 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 That's, that's another survival case Scripture, right? So it says what? Be confident in what? This very thing that he that's begun a good work will perform it, right? And, and if you go over to the next chapter, it says he'll work in you to willing to do his good pleasure. Is he allowed to work in you? Or are you suppressing him? He tells you to do something. You go, ah, no, that's not my schedule. That's my gym time. Ah, uh-uh, no, that's not my schedule. I got something scheduled. That's my sleep time. That's my stare in the space and figure out what to do time. <laughs> hey, people know what I'm talking about, too. <laughs> So it's not, they ain't just laughing. They know what I'm talking about. It's like, I just spent all this time staring into space. I ain't did nothing. Because we in our heads, right? Right? And you know how you, at the job you got to get a task done, and then you look up and you just spend like an hour and a half just looking at the computer and not doing nothing? All right, so, so, so Scripture says, oh, let's go to Romans 8. Let's go to Romans 8. Because it's a familiar Scripture, but I, I just want to, uh, highlight it for what we're talking about today because we're talking about just keep moving forward, right? See it through. And so Romans 8.28, very familiar scripture, but it says, and we know that all things work together. So, so, so there, there's a collaboration going on here, right? For good to them that love God, right? To them who are the called, right? And then you have something that's important according to his purpose. And that accord is a harmony word, in harmony with his purpose. So a lot of times we, 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 we're, we're looking at God, you should just work it out for good just because. Yeah, that's not in harmony with my purpose. I'm God, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> you want me to endorse something that's not in line with my purpose. You want me to endorse something because your feelings are involved in it. You want me to make this move because you're, you're, you're in self-pity. You want, want me to make this move because you're uncomfortable. 
You want to make this move because you've already invested all this time. Do you know you can spend 15 years investing in something and God can show up and say, I know we're doing this right now. But will we yield? So we got two people to say yes. You got an amen over here. But see, 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 God is taking the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. We think because of our years of investment, then that's the direction we're supposed to go. But it doesn't even work that way. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a preacher. I invested a lot in basketball. Um, because I was being told in these arenas I was good. I was being um, treated as someone that was good. Right? And so I'm saying, surely this is what God wants me to do. I called it purpose because I liked it and I got some success out of it. And I put a lot of investment in it. But you see me up here hooping? <laughs> Pastor Mel over there. People watching out there, Pastor Mel just be like in the crowd just saying stuff. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> right? Because that's not, that's ultimately, so, so, so I had to be willing to be obedient in the midst of my momentum of investment. Because a lot of times our momentum of investment is about our ego. Well, if I spent all this time doing this, what are people going to say? They're going to say, whoa, now this person was obedient. Look at them now. <laughs> That's what they're going to say. <laughs> right? But, but, but on the front end, you're gonna, you, it's going to be uncomfortable, somewhat humbling, at times embarrassing, right? Because you don't tell, you, you don't told everybody, right? I told it. Listen, I told everybody. Like, I told her, that's all I talked about. I told everybody. And then I, I, I took the humility risk of telling people, because in the early years in Newark, I was trained, you know, you, from New York, you ain't telling nobody nothing, because they're going to dog you out if it don't work out. But I'm like, nah, nah. I'm going to tell, I'm telling everybody. <laughs> right? And so, so when, you, when, it, when it doesn't happen that way, because like, like you got people right now are, are constantly trying to make it right, as opposed to cutting their losses. Just be obedient. God will work it all out for your good. If you, if, you, if, you, if you take the reroute, right? If you're obedient enough to take the reroute, right? If you're obedient enough to take the, now I want to go this way. You're going to crash, man. You're going to go off a cliff. Now just trust God, right? Trust God, right? Is, is your toes being stepped on yet? All right, so, so, so Pastor Mel said that. I was just was asking. You know, she prophetically communicated something. So Hebrews 12, uh, 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. And I'm going to read that out of the classic Amplified Version also, just for the sake of time. It says, Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily, deftly, cleverly clings to and entangles us, and let us run with patience, endure, with patient endurance, and steady and active persistence to the appointed course of the race that, that is set before us. So there's an appointed course. If we're off course, see, sin is outside of the presence of God and outside of the will of God. 
we, all, we only label sin as our dirty deed. But disobedience is a dirty deed. Right? Well, the first sin, they left the presence of God. Go back and study it. They had to leave the presence of God to eat the fruit. But we're so busy uh, lining the sins up based on what our mind tells us is sin and the whole time we're outside of God's will and God's presence. So, so we're doing good deeds, do good services, but all those services have no weight if, they're not, if you're not being obedient to God. Man, this ain't back in the day. It ain't about penance. Yeah, we're doing penance, not obedience, right? Obedience is the key, right? And, you, and, and, get, and we have to get out of our mind. Our mind is trying to tell us, well, it's not really disobedience because it's positive. You could be positive, positively outside of the will of God. You know that? <laughs> All right. I just, I, just for the sake of time, I got like a thousand chapters and verses, but just for the sake of time, let's just stay focused. It says, uh, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief. And it and is also, I'm sorry, and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, <clears throat> despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So it's saying Jesus is an example. Like he, he, he went through some of these distractions and hurdles also, some of these difficulties. As Ed was talking about this morning, he was touched on all points as we were. He was tempted just like we were, but he didn't let the sandbags throw him off. He just kept on moving. He just kept moving forward. And sometimes it seems insurmountable, but surely all that I'm going through, no one's gone through this anguish. <laughs> and I just had to just give up, right? But, but, the, but the Bible says this, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, there's no temptation taking you but such is common to man. But God is faithful with the temptation will make a way of escape that you'll be able to bear it. Now, people tell you in, in certain cultures and traditions that God won't put on you more than you can bear, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says when you get into that point when you're tempted to quit and to give up and you're thinking this is insurmountable and you think no one's ever gone through this and this is who, who then could be saved? He said, oh, no, 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 no. I got a way of escape even out of this. And you ain't the only one. You ain't, no matter how insurmountable it looks, God is saying, oh, no, 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 no. I got a escape route. But that escape route is found on Obedience Road. You're not going to find that escape route on Disobedience Road. You're not going to find that escape route on Compromise Road. It's only on Obedience Road. And the trip is, you know how sometimes we'll sit, and some people just went through their heads, so the Lord told me to share this, how you say to yourself, well, once I figure out what the obedience is, this is as folks say, then, then I, I'm going to be obedient. You already know what it is. You've been knowing for a long time. That's where that conviction is coming from. But, you know, you come, you come, you counsel with somebody, hey, so, you know, if I just, just find out what the will of God is and what the purpose is. So purpose is down there. 
this is Destiny Road, and you're at this place where you've been spinning around in circles. And you show up and you say, man, I just, if I just know what purpose is, well, how about just taking the next step from where you are on Destiny Road? How about that? Because no matter what you do, you're going to have to complete everything that you have to go through on Destiny Road. Because what you go through on Destiny Road is preparing you to handle purpose. If you skip the road, you may get to purpose, but it'll be temporary. Some of us have experienced that. We're just trying to get around all the things that God wants you to do to, to, to almost jump into what's your purpose to do. But only you don't have the character to handle it. So sometimes we have the ability to do it. We have the talent to do it, the gifts to do it. But that don't mean, so, so when you're gifted, you draw people to you. When, you. when you have talents and gifts, masses of people come to you. Everybody can't handle that. We're gonna, we tell ourselves we can, but God is saying, I'm preparing your character to handle the people. But we say to ourselves, well, I don't need people, I just want to, I just want to deal with one or two people at a time. But you're designed to deal with hundreds of thousands of people. You're never going to be fulfilled with two or three people at a time. So then you're never going to be fulfilled until you embrace everything God is doing to prepare you for those stadiums. You can sit and keep looking at, well, I'm good. I don't need no stadiums. God needs the stadiums and he needs you to minister in them. So now you got to prepare for that. What does it take to handle the people in the stadium? Now, I haven't seen the whole thing, but they have a, 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 a story about Hillsong Church. It's a documentary out there. And so I did saw, see a clip. She, she recorded it for me. And one of the young ladies, was, she was a stage manager. She says, she says listen, this pastor, this, this was one of the pastors in New York. She says, when I first met him, it was something about him where you just want to follow him. So that's the gifting and the brilliance of God on his life, right? She says, but it's something about when you get, become famous. See, because you had all these types of celebrities showing up at that church, you know, just, things just, just got blown up. So was he or was he not gifted? You're not in that position if you're not gifted. But was his character ready to handle it? So, 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 you know, probably many people going to dog the person out. But sometimes when we don't believe in ourselves at this level, we don't prepare ourselves for that level. So, so, so what we do is we go, I'm good, because we're comfortable with certain things. So we go, I'm good. And then you, you smack that end up before all these people, and it overwhelms you. Because... And, 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 and when, those, when people fall, they don't fall that day. They fell in preparation. They fell way before you saw them fall. They aborted preparation. Some people go, well, I'm ready. Okay? They're aborting preparation. Because it's not about when you're ready. It's about when God says you're ready. Right? So they, so, so they go, so now they, they get enough to get a level of success but not handle all of it. Right? Then you have some people who ain't even getting ready because they don't want no parts of it. They want to be behind the scenes. They want to be behind the scenes. But God don't want them behind the scenes. Don't look at her and you don't look at him. 
All y'all look at each other. The behind the scenes family. <laughs> God got stages for y'all. I seen it already. You gotta embrace the preparation though, right? To handle what your ability is gonna produce. That's why we're at Heirs Christian Center Church, equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. That's why the foundational scriptures, Galatians 4, 1 and 2. You're in the tutors and governors until the point in time of the Father. Stop running from the tutors and governors. Because when you run from the tutors and governors, you're running from the appointment of God. A little back in the day holiness. Make it plain, brother. <laughs> preach, preach. <laughs> All right, so, so, so let's go to Luke 9. Let's go to Luke 9. Oh, that, that, that was a special amen. You hear Zisha say, mm. <laughs> mm. Harmonizing with destiny. Do we really want to harmonize? Do, or we want to keep running? And you know, I, I, so I'm going to use my son again. And I remember telling my son about the calling and purpose on his life. He probably was, he was either a teenager or 1920. And I remember his response. And I know I've shared this before, but, but I think it'll fit here. He was like, how do you know? But, but it wasn't a how do you know, it was a how do you know like mad. Because if you're right, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta change some things. But if you're wrong, I can still chill. But it probably was more leaning on, I, you know, prove it to me because I really don't want to get out of this chill mode or this, this, this compromise mode. And so the, 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 the fright on his face, how do you know? Otherwise, I really ain't trying to hear that right now because I'm not doing nothing that's gonna harmonize with that. And, and you think I'm talking about my son at that stage, that's how we roll. We ain't trying to hear it at times because we don't want the responsibility. See, we wanna grow in God at our convenience. We wanna play the world and God at the same time. Even though the Bible says light don't hang out with darkness. And then we go, no, so, so, so we'll settle for success and go, look, I'm not doing all that God wants me to do, but I'm successful at the expense of fulfillment. Not knowing that, that ain't nothing compared to what God wants want to do. That ain't even close to all the things God wants to do in your life. Right? Why we come today? <laughs> Isn't Resurrection Sunday coming up or message on healing or something? All right, so, so, so uh, Luke 9, 57. It says, And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, look, look, I will follow thee whithersoever thou, thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has not where to lay his head. Now, he wasn't talking about he had no house because you, you study it out. Jesus had a house, right? But he was saying that because of what I do, I don't have places to just rest. I'm rolling. So you sure you want to keep up with me? I'm not, do, I'm not rolling at my convenience, 
right? And, then, and he said, uh, un, he, and he said unto another, follow me. So the one person said he will follow him. The other person, he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. He said, I got other stuff I got to do. Wait till my father dies. I bury him. Then I, then I got you. I got you, right? Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury the dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. See, see, again, we're caught up with, we find stuff. We find family stuff. We find, look, he busts that in the head right here. It's the same thing Elijah did. So, man, we talked about the Old New Testament in our Bible school class, right? So, let me hear it. The New Testament is in the Old Testament what? Contained. And the Old Testament is in the New Testament explained. All right. It said revealed. Okay, we got it. Stay with the team, man, so we can get it in our heart, right? And so, 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 so Elijah went through the same thing when that mantle was dropped on him, right? He said, hold on, let me first go and take care of stuff. The prophet said to him, man, I ain't got nothing to do with you. If you don't recognize that God's mantle is on you and you've been chosen to be compliant, be obedient to God, not still be in compliance to all the, you, you, you did well. You were faithful in another man's and family compliance. But now it's time for you to have your own. That's why he told him to leave his brethren and his kindred. Abraham, you remember? Right. Genesis 12, right? And then so Elijah, that mantle was placed on, uh, placed on him too. It's a mantle of chosenness, right? And here, Jesus shows up and says, follow me. What else could be more important? So, so, so we, we, we come up with uh, uh, strategies, family issues and concern, but you, some of us doing Moses. We're doing a Moses. Remember, Moses was concerned about his people and he saw somebody in trouble and took a person out. The problem wasn't the person, it was all of the Egyptians. So if Moses would have did his way, he would have kept putting out fires until he died one person at a time. He did it God's way, and he delivered a people from all of Egypt. They drowned in the sea. So God's telling us some things, but we go, no, 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 but God, you understand. I would have time for you, but, you know, family come before you. When, when the family rolled up to Jesus, outside he was healing somebody inside, right? And the family didn't come inside with everybody else because they wanted to be familiar. They stood outside. Uh, uh, hey, do me a favor. Go in there and tell Jesus uh, where uh, his family is out here. You know how you show up at the club and be like, uh, uh, just, just tell him his family's out here. Yeah, yeah, we're with the Messiah. Just go in there and tell him that we're out here. They waited. The guy came back. Jesus didn't come back. He said, tell him the people that are focused on the kingdom is my family. See, y'all would call that cold. But that's the Bible. That's Jesus, red letters. It's in red letters. See, so because what he's saying is you take care of kingdom, you're going to take care of the family. You'll take care of the family a whole lot better when you are fulfilling your purpose than you're not in purpose and you in your own flesh, you're going to get sick because you in your own flesh can't deliver nobody. You can cry all night and then you're not delivering them. You and Christ and in obedience, you're going to deliver more than your family. You're going to deliver your family and everybody connected to them. See, but just don't, don't take my word for it. As, as I used to tell my wife, it's in the book. Study it out. It's in the book. 
See, see, these are diversions and distractions, right? And so we got to ask ourselves, like he was saying, he has to do to follow him. Well, let me just keep reading. Jesus said, let's dare bear the dead, verse 61. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid farewell, which are at home at my house. Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Once you recognize what God tells you to do, that's what's important. Obedience is important, and that's what's been stealing us from, from crossing over into harmony. So, so we got to ask ourselves, can we follow? Can we finish? Some of us are still stuck in our apprenticeship. And so you know, I did some investigation with an uh, with, with, uh, electrician. So you have, you know, and I remember in graphic design, they told you, so you have an apprentice, you have a journeyman, and you have a master. And so that apprentice level is that beginning level. Remember, like when Moses was in Pharaoh's house, he was at the apprentice level, right? Right? Then you remember when Moses became a journeyman, that's when he went up on the mountain, he got the instructions, right? He became a master when he walked through that Red Sea, right? Some of us still stuck at the journeyman at the apprentice level. We're still at the apprentice level. Fresh out the pack. We're still acknowledging God. We'll reference God here and there, give God some gosh out. We'll, we'll, we'll share some scriptures with some people. We'll ask people, are they saved? But we're not walking in no power and authority. See, while you, when, you ask, when you're in there and you, you're having an interaction with them, there, there, there's demon activity binding them. We talked about that this morning. Um, Ed was referencing this present darkness. And so when you recognize that spirit, you go to the root, not deal with the fruit. But when you show up in the room, there's all the demons in the room go, whoa, 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 Maurice here. Uh, so Maurice, like, like, why are you here? What are you, what you here for? Like, what do you want me? Like, I'm, I mean, I, I, I didn't know you was coming. Do they panic and re- are they ready to leave the room? Or when you show up, they go, yo, what's up, dog? I don't know why you're here. Do they walk up to your house, you open the door, and they just walk in? No, no, they don't wait for you to say, hey, you want to come in? You welcome in? They just walk right up in your crib. Punking you all day. You go, hey, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put that cigarette down today. No, you ain't. Man, pick that cigarette up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is it we rolling like that? I tell you today I will never drink again. Yes, you will be drinking today, brother. Yeah, pick it up. See, see, so, so that fear, that fear demon sitting with you all the time, you, you don't believe that, do you? Man, that's nice, positive, uh, what, what, was that a pre- prophetic word from the pastor? Come on, man, you believe that? There ain't no way possible that's going to happen in your life. That's just, you know, he just was saying that just for effect. Don't believe that mess. We ain't getting to the root. So we got these demons hovering around because we ain't walking around in power, right? We're just positive. But the Bible said, uh, uh, Paul said, my preaching and teaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, what, but was with in demonstration of power. Something should change when you show up in that atmosphere. See, the thing about deliverance, you know, people talk about deliverance and spiritual warfare, but the thing about it is you got to want to be delivered. You know that, right? Yeah. So when you say, you know, uh, uh, they say, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preached. 
They, they was talking to the demons, right? And it says the sons, sons of Sceva, the demons jumped all over, over them. One, they weren't in faith. Two, they was like, you ain't got no authority. What, what are you talking about? You ain't got no authority. But if you're walking in the presence of God and you open your mouth, demons, before you get the rest of the words out, they're out of there. Now when you speak to people, something changes in them. We were in a counseling session, and we just started the session, right? And the husband started going like, like <laughs> all types of stuff started happening in my life, right? That, that, that spirit that was in them that came in the doors, in the church, remember Jesus was in the temple and there was an unclean spirit in the church, came in the church, in the conference room in the church, couldn't stand to be in the presence of the, of, of the Almighty God because we jumped in God's presence before we even went into, went into the council session. That demon couldn't, couldn't take it. Are demons real? Do I have to, I mean, don't you know? <laughs> right? And so this is the thing. We're, 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 we're saying things but we're incapable of doing it because we're not getting to the root. Remember we talked about a Wednesday. Hold on, because y'all used it for Friday. The, yeah. You could tell the fruit by the root. It was something else. Huh? Fruit. The root proves, fruit proves the root. All right, okay, got it, got it, right? And so, 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 so what God wants us to do is, is, again, he wants us to finish, he wants us to continue through, but he wants us to grow up out of just being an apprentice. Remember, the scripture says, are you still, like, just getting the milk of the word? He said, by now you should be getting strong meat, right? In Hebrews, doesn't it say that? And so, so we want to cross over to being journeymen. So I looked at Jesus' life. Jesus' whole 30 years he was an apprentice. Even though when he was in the temple, maybe he was breaking it down to the guys in the temple. He's 12, and, and, and his parents came, and they was like, we've been looking for you. Man, don't you know I'm about my father's business? So he had word. He had so much word that even the, 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 the high-level religious folk gave him audience at 12. So you can get an audience for people. You can have word. That, that was the apprentice level. Matter of fact, it took him all the way to 30 before God showed up and said, this is my son, and I'm well pleased. Now, some of us would just be happy because people giving us an audience. Right? We good right there. Look, they like me. Yeah, I broke it down to them. You should see the look on their face when I said what I said. And we'll just park right there. You're still at the apprentice level. You at least got to be endorsed by God. God endorsed them. The next thing that happened was he went to the wilderness. God said, this is my son who I'm well pleased. It said the spirit, Luke 4, verse 1. The spirit took him in. It says he, he was full of spirit and it took him into the wilderness. Then he was tested. That means he had to show that he knew that word and he can apply it under pressure. So it wasn't just what he was talking about. It was what he could apply. So now he's going through another test. Then it says he came out of the wilderness, verse 14, in the power of the Spirit because he passed the test. Now he's walking in power, 
right? He's walking the path, so he's close, crossing over to the journeyman level. But, but Jesus wasn't on. Now, then, then after that, you start seeing him doing all types of miracles and stuff like that. So some of us would be happy if a miracle happened through us. I pray for that person that got healed. Look at me. But for God, that's normal. So you're at the journeyman level. You still ain't, at, you still ain't a master yet. You know, you still know how to glow. You know, <laughs> I actually saw that movie the other day. I just, you know, sorry about that. Bruce Leroy. Right, so it's an old movie, but, but <laughs> maybe he's trying to find a master. Right? <laughs> so, so you still ain't at that level. So Jesus goes through all that. He does all those miracles. Yeah, it still ain't over. He's got to go through another test. He's got to take on the sins of the world. He's got to be humiliated and crucified and betrayed by the people he... Oh, listen! He's got to be betrayed by the people he cares about the most. That's been rolling with him. And still keep going. Amen. <laughs> like, because there was more. There was all power. Right? There was the master level. And so the Bible says greater works than we do. But we're still stuck at an apprentice level. Some of us ain't even apprentice. We ain't even show up at school. And, 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 but we mad like we masters. We, 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 we judge. We cri- Man, you know people come through the door and be like, uh-huh, let me see. Man, this dude tripping me. I'm not going back to that church. Based on what? You're at the master level and you're assessing me at the journeyman level? What, what, is it, what is that based on? That's based on I'm uncomfortable. That ain't, see, 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 if you, if you understand how this works, you're looking for uncomfortable, not running from it. If you really understand that strength is built through resistance, you embrace, Paul said, therefore I glory in it. Let's go, 2 Corinthians, a little audible, and then we'll, we'll probably... I'm, I'm going to give you, I'll give you God's timing because I think you should have that. But I'll give you this scripture and I'll give you God's timing. 2 Corinthians 12. And then we'll, then we'll be done. Because we have to leave, leaving on a jet plane. 2 <laughs> I used to listen to w, uh, ABC channel when I was a kid, so. I remember that song. But anyway, uh, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. All right, so, so now, now this is Paul. Paul's already went through training as a Pharisee and the Sadducee, right? Or as a Pharisee, he went through training, right? So he knows stuff, right? He gets knocked off his horse because God said, you don't know enough, right? And, and all of what you know is coming against my will and my destiny for your life. Why are you kicking against the pricks, right? Why, why, why are you trying to uh, 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 fight against reality and the truth? All right, so then he goes blind to what he knows so he can be enlightened to what God wants him to see, right? Remember he gets blind by the horse? Y'all remember that? Road to Damascus, right? All right, so, so, so now he starts to grow in the things of God. He starts to get a revelation. I mean, he wrote three-fourths of the New Testament, right? Revelation after revelation after revelation. See, some, some of us will be good with that, right? I got revelation. Look, when I show up, everybody want to hear what I got to say, right? But look here, 2 Corinthians 12, starting with verse 7. 
He said, lest I should be exalted above measure or be overconfident, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me or to humble me, lest I should be exalted above measure. So he said, twice he says, lest I should be overconfident, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to humble me or to buffet me. Because I can be overconfident because I know stuff, right? And then he says, he says, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice. Now, some of us don't even get to three times. Just the one time, like, I, and then, then we frustrated. We done gave up, you know, God just don't love me. But he, he said he went at him three times. He said, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, now, if we're listening, as Pastor Mel was saying, God is speaking, are we listening? He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. So he didn't give him relief. He told him how to handle it and keep on moving. Then he said, so he said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in infirmities that the power, when I mean, we talked about power, of Christ may rest upon me. How many of us glory in infirmities or get hysterical or get worrisome? So we're not giving the, 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 the power of God an opportunity to rest on us. Right? Then it counted all joy. This would be similar, right? Right? It says, therefore, I take, this is Paul said he got, he got another revelation. It says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It says, I, well, I'll just leave it at that. It says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. So, so, so again, he's showing us how to process through these things. We're, sometimes we're not passing the test. We go into panic before we use faith, right? And, 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 and us going into panic is telling us where we are with our faith. So it's not putting you down. It's just saying like, hey, let's try another way. Let's instead of panicking, let's try to believe God, trust God. Put ourselves in a situation where it, it, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable. If God don't get me through this, I'm going to look like a fool. I, I've already been looking like a fool doing it my way. I'm talking about me. I'm sure you guys not, but... All right, so, 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 so I, I got this, I, I studied this out years ago. I taught this class in, in, in a ministry school that I was uh, over and a part of. Uh, this class was called God's Generals. I studied out all these different men of God, and it's a book called God's Generals. It says how some succeeded and some failed, right? And so, so one of the things the author said, timing is the central point from which every aspect of our lives operate. It's about timing. So remember... To everything there's a season, there's a time for every purpose. And sometimes when we're in our lazy, that doesn't mean it's not the time. It just means you're not ready. You haven't prepared yourself to be ready for it because we, we're expecting it to come at our convenience. Uh, you, you know how you tell people, uh, oh, no, no, I'm not ready for that right now. Now, is that based on what God's saying or is it based on your convenience or comfort? Most times it's our convenience and comfort, right? Right, it says, so, so, so life in the spirit realm has a timing just as life in the natural. Life in the spirit realm has a timing just like life in the natural. Therefore, as it is vitally important for us to follow the leading of the spirit, we must learn that it is not always right to move into action because it seems like the right thing to do. This kind of obedience only comes from seasons of prayer and intercession. So sometimes we do something that's right, but that's not what God wants us to do. 
But we justify because it's right to us. It feels good to us. People are going to say, hey, Z, you were there for me. But we weren't there for God. You could be there for them at the expense of being obedient to God. Is pastor saying don't be there for nobody? No, that's not what he said. Okay, so chapter and verse. David and them goes out for a war. David and them was undefeated in war. Uh, Saul killed 1,000, David killed 10,000. David was the man. Comes back and they see that while they was out fighting, the other kingdoms came and took their wife and children. So number one, everybody's complaining to David. Yo, what you gonna do, man? Yo, we, hey, yo, no, we need to go bust them up, this, that, and the other. That's not what David did. No, this is not a person that was a punk. This is not a person that, he was a man, of, he was a warrior, he was a man of war. It's what he did, and he did it well. So you would think the obvious thing is, oh, no, no, no. I've been out fighting for the kingdom. I'm definitely going to take care of my family. That's not what David did. The Bible says he inquired of the Lord. And his statement was, shall I pursue? How many times our families are in situations we say, shall I pursue? To us, it's automatic because we feel like it. But God don't even do that in our lives. When we're in situations, God just don't show up just because we're in despair. He allows us to go through things. Matter of fact, Ed, you was talking about that in this present darkness. The book opens up and it breaks down the culture. The book is saying what shows you what happens in the spirit realm. It's a great book. It's a novel. If you're going to read it, you got to get through the first 90 90 pages because it's just breaking down all the characters. But the book opens up and it talks about the, 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 the protocol for angels. Angels is assigned to everybody. But the angels are told specifically, don't intervene with their lives and their purpose. Don't just get involved. Make sure they don't get taken out. But let them go through what they need to go through to learn what they need to learn. To, to get the strength they need to get strengthened. But don't just be jumping in because they panic. Because they cry. Or because they're, 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 they're shaking. No, 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 no. Allow them to go through. Be in a sense. I was watching a movie called The Gift, and a young lady was running from demons. And she was running from the demons, and so she was trying to get into the, uh, uh, into the subway. And the subway door was about to close. So an angel put an umbrella in so she could take the doors and open them. Right? So there was little situations where, where they helped them transition, but they wouldn't change the course of their life. And he talked about this, and angels could do nothing if there was no prayer coverage. So if nobody was interceding and praying, there was no prayer coverage, the angels didn't have no power. Do you get that? And so, 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 every person in here has a, a gift or a ministry of God, and it has a future but we must believe in that future or we will never take the first step. So we have to believe in what God has called and purposed us to do, otherwise we won't take the next step. And so, we, so, so the timing will come, but we won't be ready and we'll think it's okay because we're not ready. No, God has God's been giving us advanced information. And, and I'll tell you right now, just because you're not present doesn't mean he hasn't given the information. 
You see what I'm saying? So, so sometimes, what, what? Missed that. You know. But so when you roll up and God go, ah, miss your blessing. <laughs> You're going to be like, I understand. That's, are you going to say you understand? Or are you going to be mad at God like some of us do? Right? Um, so setbacks are, are always present on this road. But our response determines if the problem is to remain permanent. So, so there are going to be setbacks. But how we respond determines the length of the problem. So even though we are called, we still have to war against spiritual evils that are sent to destroy our vision or our sight and discourage us. God's, God's angels can help, but the war for our destiny is a personal responsibility that we must win. Right? So, so, so that's why the scripture says many are called, but few are chosen. Right? Right? So, 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 so recalibrate, make the shift. And, and, and when I say make this shift, just take the next best step from where you are, but start to pick up a momentum in that step. And stop. Don't complain. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't, don't play the victim. Don't jump to conclusions. All these messages we've taught, right? Right? Don't do all that. Like, because all, you're saying something to God when you jump to conclusions, when you call yourself mad at God, when you say, well, I'm just running from God. Well, how does that sound? So you got children. Imagine your children say, ah, I just been running from mama. <laughs> you know, and this is how they roll, but they don't expect nobody to be mad because they go, man, man, mama been chasing me for a long time, man. I just been running. I just been running. You know how it is. You know, just running. How would you feel? Well, how do you feel? Because people are running from us just like we running from God. Right? Does that make sense? All right, stand on your feet. That's enough.